This episode of All My Friends Run Power Bands is brought to you by Braven Audio. Braven Audio is an awesome company bringing you great wireless audio equipment. You can listen wherever you may be. I have a Braven Audio speaker in my bedroom. It is just perfect. It's got a great sound. It charges super quick. It is absolutely durable. Hell, if I've got a sick banging playlist that I want to take into the shower, I totally can because that shit is waterproof, my friends. If this sounds at all of interest to you and you'd like a sweet deal on anything to do with Braven Audio, then do I have a tip off for you. Head over to braven.com.au, B-R-A-V-E-N.com.au. Have a look around the store, see what you like. When you go through the checkout, make sure you use the offer code FRIENDS, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, like the show. Like that. And when you use that code, you are going to get yourself 25% off anything that you've purchased. How good's that? Braven.com.au, offer code FRIENDS, get yourself 25% off. Alright, let's get on with the show. Friday, people. It's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Hope you're all doing well. I hope you've got plenty of great shows to look forward to over the long weekend coming up. I was going to see Friends of the Show Tide Line tonight, but unfortunately Sophie has done her voice in and needs a bit of rest. So uh, holding that one off until the 28th of June, but... Uh, Wishing my good friend Sophie from Tired Lion a speedy, speedy recovery, and hopefully we'll see them in fine form in a few weeks' time. For now, I've got a bunch of great stuff coming up. I'm actually going to be in Melbourne for a few days, uh, starting from Sunday, uh, which is going to be a very special, very emotional show. I'm heading along to Past the Break which is happening at the Reverence Hotel. It is a charity show. All the proceeds are going to Beyond Blue. And it is to honour the memory of our dear, dear friend Shane Collins. The Gift Horse, the band that he fronted, are going to be playing uh, with a bunch of friends filling in on vocals. And if that wasn't enough, we've got some incredible bands reuniting just for the show, including A Death in the Family and Like Alaska. I'm, yeah, so, so excited for this show. It's completely sold out, and it's just going to be a really, really wonderful way to celebrate the life of someone that we all knew and loved, and to be able to do it together is going to be so, so special. As such, there isn't going to be a new episode next Friday, as uh, I will still have a few things in the works, but uh, rest assured, we will be back the week after with plenty more new stuff to come. I have a guest booked in while I'm in Melbourne. I would give you a thousand guesses and none of you would guess 
who it is, so I'm pretty excited for that one. Also got a couple of other ones uh, in the books as well. That's all soon to come. If you're a Patreon subscriber, I might be able to give you a heads up in advance. So maybe head over to the Patreon page. For now, however, we have a chat with Eat Your Heart Out. Uh, Eat Your Heart Out are a great uh, kind of, I guess, pop-punk, melodic, post-hardcore band... They're originally from Musselbrook uh, and now are based in Newcastle. They are absolutely one of the most promising acts in their genre right now. And I really, really like the direction they have taken. A little while back, probably towards the end of last year, I want to say. I went over to the Universal Music headquarters in Woolloomooloo, and I spoke to all five members of the band at once. That's right, we all uh, got into a conference room, three people aside, uh, gathered around a table, and had ourselves a podcast. This was just a very wholesome, very lovely chat about, I guess, growing up in a small town, and yeah, kind of finding inspiration in unconventional places... And working out of that small town mentality to uh, make something of yourselves. And that is exactly what Eat Your Heart Out have done. They are now signed to an international record deal. Uh, they are absolutely going places. I'm, I'm sure whenever their debut album drops, it is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And they are going on tour a bit later on this year with American post-hardcore band Movements. Plenty of exciting stuff in the works there for Eat your heart out. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you enjoy listening to Eat Your Heart Out. If you haven't checked them out already, I strongly suggest you do. They are very, very special. Before we get to that, however, I just want to quickly remind you of the ways that you can support this podcast. If you could please uh, leave a rating, a review over on Apple Podcasts, that is always uh, very, very appreciated. Word of mouth is also a really, really great one. Uh, maybe you have a couple of friends that are into Eat Your Heart Out, or indeed any of the guests that we've had on uh, over the now 104 episodes of the podcast. If they are at all of interest, then please send them our way. Uh, send them to that episode in particular, and yeah, tell them to shop around, see what they like. And of course, if you do have a couple of dollars to spare and you would like to support the podcast financially, then Patreon is the place for you. For as little as $1 a month, you can help this independent DIY, DJY podcast keep going as long as I possibly can make it. Every little bit goes back into the podcast and myself, and it is all very, very appreciated. So thank you so much to everyone that is a loyal patron of the podcast. As always, a big thank you to Amy Gray, Andrew Nicholson, Blake Hennequin, Chris Bowden, Eleanor Shepard, Elliot J. O'Neill, Hazel Chan, Heath Anthony, Jeremy Neal, Jonathan Elvery, Karen Dennis, Kirsten Day, Leslie Bowden, Liam Sherlaw, Lily Belnick, Matthew Lynch, Max Quinn, Rachel Maria Cox, Ryan Dunn, Sian Vanabkudi, Simon Bath, Tom Brown, Tom Kennedy, Tom Jenkins, and Zoe Lane. If you'd like to join this list of absolute legends, this murderous row of talent, you can by heading over to patreon.com slash barbands. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash barbands. 
If you'd like to get in touch in the meantime, barbandspod at gmail.com, B-A-R-B-A-N-D-S-P-O-D. We're on Facebook. All my friends are in barbands or A-M-F-A-I-B-B-P-O-D. Uh, head over to the website, allmyfriendsareinbarbands.com. We've just uh, fixed that one up uh, with all the relevant links and a new bio and some new photos and all that sort of stuff. So if you would like to check that out, I strongly recommend that you do. Let's go to episode 104. This is All My Friends Are In Bar Bands with Eat Your Heart Out. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Eat Your Heart Out. Hello! Hey guys! <laughs> Please introduce yourselves. I'm Caitlin. I'm Jake. I'm Will. I'm Dom. I'm Andrew. It is Thursday afternoon. We are here at Universal Music, upstairs in the fancy little business meeting room where I'm <laughs> locking down some plans. There's a lot of executives walking around, you know, with the suspenders. They've just taken off their coats. They're smoking massive cigars. And yeah. They're talking about how everyone's going to be a big star. You know, it's just, it's just the usual. Yeah. Business yeah. as usual. Yeah, business yeah. as usual. Yeah. Everybody's like they have that in Latin on the wall yeah. somewhere. <laughs> how, how, has your, how has your day been? You, you, guys, you guys would be... Used to doing these whole ridiculous media things. Oh, oh this is kind of the first day we've like ever done. Ever done. Yeah. Like, we've, yeah. done we've done the odd interview before, but this is the first like full media day we've ever done. And it wasn't yeah. wasn't at Universal either. The other, no, other no. Yeah. 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 First yeah. Time here. yeah. So we've been getting carted around and taken to people who want to talk to us, which has been interesting. Mm. Got some coffee. Got lots of coffee. All the coffee we ever wanted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, get beers, just, you get off beers and stuff, like... This is the life. It's yeah, the life, yeah. apparently. Yeah. I, I think we've officially made it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, we quit now, I think. Yeah, yeah we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I saw you guys for the first time on a tour you did, I believe it was late last year, with Blue Velvet and... Oh, what was the band from Singapore? False plaintiff. False plaintiff. Thank you. Fantastic. And vacant home. And vacant home. Yeah. I was. I can imagine that too would have been awesome for you guys. We. Yeah. We had an awesome time with you guys in Wollongong. Yeah. It was nothing but a good time. I don't think. Like when I think of that, out of all the tours we've done, having the boys over from Perth Mm. and the boys over from Singapore, plus having our friends from Blue Velvet there, was just like. It was a good time. Mm, I, mm. I think everybody just enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, like, so yeah. Just, um, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like, like it wasn't even wasn't even the biggest shows we've ever played to the most people or anything like yeah. that. But just going out with your friends and doing it because that's what you want to do. Like, yeah, that that was just really rewarding. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, like, yeah. And also the guys in those bands are just. The best, yeah, like very ben, fun. Ben's very fun time. The false plaintiff dudes are just like <laughs> best group of dudes. <laughs> oh, 
That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So, I begin these by tracing back the initial interest in music, specifically where it changed from being something that maybe you were watching on TV, listening to on the radio or whatever, to that moment where it clicks and you realise that it's something you want to do, you want to play an instrument, be in a band, all that kind of stuff. Um, Kate, we'll start with you. Tell us about how music kind of factored into your life and if there was a kind of moment where you were just like, this is something I want to pursue, this is something I want to do. Yeah, I think, um, like, I was already into singing and stuff like that, just, like, what I heard on the radio and saw, like, video hits and stuff. Um, But I remember I bought, when I was, like, probably 13 or something, I bought the um, Paramore Final Riot live DVD. Oh, so good. And I was watching it and I was just like, wow, like, this girl is rocking out. Like, girls can do this. And I was like, I'm going to do this now. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <Here we are. laughs> the steps that you had to take the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it actually started when I played Guitar Hero. Oh, sure, yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, what is all this music? There's guitars <laughs> in this one. And then I think it was Metallica I listened to, and I was like, what? Yeah. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard. And then when that Guitar Hero came out with the drum kit on it. Oh, yes. And I played that, like, this is sick. <laughs> and I wanted to play guitar, actually, but all my friends started playing guitar, and I was like, well, we can't really start a band if we have, like, four guitarists. So I and you're there just trying to press the buttons and stuff, and it's not yeah. working. <laughs> <laughs> Four things. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> the drums are pretty much the same. So yeah, like, yeah, that's true. That was pretty much my thing. Yeah, yeah. I think besides the fact that lots of like alternative guitar-based music was pretty big, like when we were young, the point where it changed for me might have been seventh grade music class where we were learning the chords to like Elvis's Hound Dog or something. Sure. Yeah. And like. At a certain moment, I realised that I didn't find it that hard compared to maybe what some of the kids were finding it. So I thought, hell, like, guitar scenes, guitar's something I'm not bad at. Like, I'm going to give... I think it was just a time I'd give anything a go. And then after that, I think it was just I spent so much time jamming with friends and stuff that I just considered myself useless at, at anything else but like playing music and stuff not that I was any good um, <laughs> but like at that time I just thought this is the only thing I can see myself doing so hell I'm gonna try to do it why and, not yeah it's a bit naive and silly but like uh, you can not, make up for that with enthusiasm got, got really, yeah got really lucky yeah I think <laughs> still doing it yeah, so yeah. happy um, I started playing guitar because a bunch of my friends were doing it and I just thought, this is a cool hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I saw Green Day on their American Idiot tour. Oh, yes. And I was... <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, if he said, if he said Dookie, sure. <laughs> 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 the American Idiot is 2004. Yeah, it's like 14 years ago. Like, <laughs> <Jackson came out>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, saw, I saw Green Day and just like... The way Billy Joe Armstrong could command like forty five thousand people, mm. I was like, "Fuck, I want to do that." Yeah, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and added to mine is yeah. At some point, my sister got the bullet in a Bible DVD. Oh, for yeah. Christmas. Oh, yes. And we all sat around on Christmas Day and watched mm. bullet on a Bible and the uh, bullet in the bullet in the Bible. Yeah, bullet in the Bible. Yeah. Bullet in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And that was a definitive moment too, watching Billy Joe yeah. Armstrong like making everybody do like King for a day and the big oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, oh, hey, oh, yeah, that yeah. stupid stuff. I think for lots of people that was a moment. Oh, for um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Parkway too, being from Australia. Like, yeah, seen course, Parkway yeah. do it. Well, my story <laughs> begins in uh, year seven. Just in music class, started playing piano and then I'd only really listen to sort of popular music. I liked Green Day and stuff. Then yeah, I went yeah, to yeah. Iron Maiden, some Metallica like Jake, and I think we were doing a school musical for Footloose. And I was uh, in the band, and every time at lunch, everyone else went out to go and eat lunch, I'd just yeah. sit there and borrow my mate's guitar and fiddle around and Fuck yeah. enjoyed it. So now I'm still doing it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Did you guys kind of all grow up in the same sort of area, or all from different places? Um, four of us are from a small town called Musselbrook, which is like in the Hunter Valley. Right. And Dom is from Young, which is an even smaller town. Yeah, what valley is that? Further in? inland. <laughs> Uncanny. <laughs> Cherry Southwest <Valley>. Slopes. <laughs> yeah. Southwest Slopes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're all from like rural towns. Um, mm, Jakey's from funny. WA. Yeah, Jake's mm. originally from WA. But yeah, right. was in Musselbrook. Yeah, so Then we all just moved to Newcastle. Yeah. Well, you guys, we're all kind of different ages. Yeah, but we all went to high school together, except Donald. Right. And then... So we were doing music stuff together in high school. Yeah. Like, whether it was Jake played in some of my HSC performances as, yeah. like, a young buddy yeah, drummer. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, hey, kid, I need... You're going to be a star, kid. We need someone who's going to, like... You could probably play a 3-4 style beat, like, or a 12-8 even. Um, yeah. Maybe play, like, weird... Um, what would you play? Like, Glasgow Kiss, which is just the trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Just like, play drums. Drums, like, you're going to do this now. Yeah, so we all went to school together and right. like, knew each other, except Dom and I we were doing a yeah. sound course together at right. TAFE. Yeah, so once I finished and all the other guys were still in school, I was taking my next step, which was going to learn like production based yeah. stuff and it just so happened that me and Dom met in Newcastle at that time mm-hmm. and I guess it was right around the time that Andrew yeah. and I were like we should make a band yeah. so we was like I know this other guy who can play bass yeah so we all knew each other and yeah at some point it seemed like Dom would be interested in playing bass or doing something in that kind of band so I was like hey man like we got to find someone to play bass. Do you want to get a bass and play it? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'd never owned or played a bass before that. Really? But you yeah. dressed nice the first time we met. Yeah, had the stripy button-up on. Dressed to impress. Dressed for the job you want. No. <laughs> so was it, like, I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, regional as well growing up. Was it one of those things, like, it was for me, like, you know, you don't have much access to any kind of music apart from, you know, like the super yeah. mainstream sort of yeah. stuff. So I, whatever you had, you kind of latched onto it. You know, exactly. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely didn't. Like, I grew up listening to whatever my older brother was listening to. Yeah, right. Like, I was in this secluded town that the frequency for Triple J is just like, there's no Triple J. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. It's one of those. So it's yeah, like, just you know, I, grew up, I grew up in the top 40. And yeah. then I listened to whatever CDs my brother bought. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Whereas with where we were from, you still had people that had left that town 
would go to Newcastle, a bigger mm. town, and then plenty of them would come back and spread their, like, mm. underground influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just oh, heard this amazing band. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's right. called Silverchair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is, this is 2008 or so yeah. we're talking. <laughs> yeah, <together. laughs> So, Gooch Palms, I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 no. We did only learn about Silver Chair in two days. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been straight lines, so you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting in just at the end now. <laughs> <laughs> no, my first, my first band ever did Freak. A Freak yes. cover we did. We might have tried to do The Door. I, um... But yeah, yeah, Silver Chair was still massive for everyone else. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they like cracked the mainstream. Like you'd see them in like the top. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they played video, in Rasa Brook at some point. Oh, yeah. Though, Back like, in the day. I yeah. remember seeing, is it the freak video where they the, get the sweat? And yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. seeing that video on like video yeah. hits. And yeah, I was like, oh, I hate like this video. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrifying video. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, now you're going to have the roof in your head for the rest of the day. <laughs> I do apologise. <laughs> do you share the same first time playing live experience? Like you said, you like playing in each other's things for a while. Or did you all kind of have your first moments of performing live in, in different spots? Um, I know yeah. like Will had been in other bands before. Yeah. And you had as well, honey, Jake. Yeah. And like, I hadn't performed like with a band. I'd done lots of school performances. Yeah, were you in the choir and stuff? Yeah, Yeah, choir and like musical and stuff like that. Um, But it was definitely like still very shy. Like Mm. wasn't super out there with those or anything like that. You're part like the chorus and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's much easier to like blend in as opposed to like being exactly. Yeah, the teachers would like try and push me (laughs) to like they're like we can see something in you. Like we'd like you to step forward and do more of like a lead role. I'm like no, please no. Somehow I ended up a front person, so... Yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone was in a different band except for you, actually. Smackle. Yeah, probably. Yeah, everyone played with someone else. Yeah, like, I played with like three things Jason. before this band. Yeah. But that, those were all three shitty teenage bands. Yeah. But I did. So what was the first one? What was the first time you played live? Um, I think... So if I picked up guitar at, like, the second half of 13... Like, when I was 13, my first gig, I reckon, would have been, like, a year and a half later. Right. I probably didn't play a note on stage, <laughs> like. Um, and I was singing and playing guitar, mm. and we had one of my best mates since I was four on drums, and then another dude who couldn't play bass playing bass. And we, and we um, like, we butchered our way through a PCYC band night set, playing that same set that everyone ever played. It was like, it's like, damn it. No, 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 no. I think we knew better than to do that, but we're probably a little young to play something that like upbeat, yeah. even. Right, yeah. But yeah, we're yeah. playing like, we're playing like Welcome to Paradise by sure, Green yeah, Day, yeah. and like, we're playing some Hendrix and stuff too. Oh, look up. Like, like, yeah, like Purple Haze. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Um, not sure if we did like Foxy, no, Foxy Lady or something silly, but that's my crazy bastard. Yeah, yeah, you do like you do like everything, you know, like mm-hmm. from No FX through to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, it yeah. was just like a guitar rock time for me. So, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. yeah, and that was that, and then obviously couldn't keep that together, and then played in like a scummy crust punk band with the only people I could find, which was like in that rural town. If, like you get up and play and you'd be like embarrassed to play because you knew nobody 
like would mm. give a shit about that, but yeah, you're yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. it for the sake of doing it. Mm. Totally, totally. Um, and then I played in a thrash band, like straight up, like mm. Metallica, Megadeth yeah. covers and stuff like that, sick. which was sick. Like I wasn't good enough yet again. I was never good enough to be playing this stuff, but yeah. So I had three bands before this one, and that third last one was with dudes who were like the age I am now. Yeah, right. Like 24 and stuff, so I could see how they were trying to take it seriously yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, and then I didn't want to take it seriously like that with their band so much because it wasn't my thing, but I knew yeah. the next thing I did, I wanted to believe in and sure. take seriously. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to be my thing yeah. to an extent. Yeah. Which, what about you, man? When was, when was your first, when um, was your first other, time? Other than, you know, high school gigs that, like, you get together with the guys you, like, in your music class. Did you guitar at your formal? Did you play an assembly or something? <laughs> yeah, like, we, every, every couple of months there'd be, like, a people from the music class would play some yeah. sort of school performance. And then after school I didn't play in a band for years like Eat Your Heart Out was my first band yeah right yeah so since I was like <clears throat> watching Green Day and then like I'm gonna do that and then like <laughs> 10 years <laughs> later it's 10 years later it's like I'll be up in a band yeah it's hard to get like four or five people together for a band in Musselbrook, it's like ten times harder and young. Oh, and then, yeah, I moved, I moved to Newcastle and I just, I didn't know anyone that was as driven about it as I was. I think we just got really lucky that we found like five of us together that had like the same drive. Yeah. Like a lot of bands, like because we've never had a member change and we're the only band I know that is like that. Sure. So it's like, I think somehow we just like hit this like Gold mine. Sweet spot. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not that any of us have the most drive ever. No, but we all just have the same level of drive. Like, like on the same page. We all wanted thing. the same thing, so just got really lucky. Like six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you played? With these bozos. <laughs> really? Outside. So you never played any time before? Well, outside of the school things. Yeah, right. I, I hadn't. Yeah, yeah, senior sits. was my so first one. Didn't you really have to show with Eddie like his dad's... 50 millionth birthday or something? Uh, that one doesn't count. Oh, come <laughs> on! Oh, no, I was in a band with some mates, so it was the least serious thing ever. Right? <laughs> I think we did Hire by Creed. So, uh, <laughs> yes! So, <laughs> so, That's I mean, amazing! Yeah, so we... I think we played uh, one of my mate's dad's birthday parties, so... Dad love Creed. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knows he's Marcus. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you pick up the niche. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Can you top that? <laughs> well, I played in a band with some guys that were in my year of high school because I'm younger than everybody else. And we sort of just made this band and tried to just annoy as many people as we could. It shows pretty much just like, I don't know why, it just was really funny to us. It was just like one show, we just like wore tutus and like weird fluoro high singers for no reason at all. I think it was like a Sweet Apes gig too. And we just like <laughs> made absolute asses out of ourselves, and and it's like a weird, rocky kind of band. Yeah, we played strange stuff, and kind of circus rock. Yeah, and then we played in weird houses and crappy pubs and the muscle events and stuff. And then these guys wanted me to 
fill in as a temporary drummer, and then that was six years later, here we are. <laughs> still, 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 yeah. still, and waiting for him to slip yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any day now, any day now. <laughs> so, what was the first? Eat Your Heart Out show. Was it always called that? Or would you yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, that was always our name. Um, it's changed very much since then, hasn't it? Like, we just had the Yeah. Name, the name. We thought about changing the name at some point, but we couldn't think of anything else, so it just Fair enough. Names are hard. Yeah, we came up with like, oh, this is just bad. It's really <laughs> the last thing you should worry about. But yeah. Our, <laughs> our first show was in Musselbrook. That was what we were talking about, right? What else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was in what are the venues in Muscle? Oh, it was, like, it was a senior citizen centre. Yeah. Like, so not, shit. So like you hire a space, yeah. like a bingo yeah. hall. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. flag on the wall and like stuff yeah. like that. Just like a wooden floor. Wooden floor. Stop um, playing halfway through for the last post. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of comes out. That was pretty much it. Like all our gigs in Musclebrook were like the senior citizens hall, like. A church, not like a cathedral, but like just a, a modern church. day yeah, church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Community owned centers. Yeah, all community centers. So, because there's no venues there unless you want to play the pub, but even yeah. then, there's not really bands at the pub. And we were right. all like, most of us were under 18, so we couldn't yeah. even do that. And it was always all ages that drew the crowds and yeah. us at Rook because yeah. they had nothing else to there's do. There's like kids there that have nothing to do, so mm. they'd come. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it was good actually. There was like, how are you doing? Like 200? Yeah. And our first show, yeah, it was like 200. Whoa, really? Yeah. It was, it was, like, like, it was the first like local show yeah. in like five like, years. So it was like all the kids, like all our family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. went there. It was the first Hombre show too. Yeah. yeah. It was It was just yeah, four gosh. local yeah. bands. Like it wasn't yeah. anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, but yeah. that's still. Tickets were like $2 or something. Yeah. That's that pretty, bad, yeah. like that's an yeah. incredible turn for a first show. Yeah, it was how Mitch Whaley started Hombre. Yeah, right, right. So. He saw a need at that time in Musselbrook for people to have fun doing live music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he facilitated figuring out how to do it. Mm. And then eventually as his band and the other bands around slowly migrated to Newcastle because they were bands that were suddenly doing something so they wanted to take that next step to go to Newcastle, he kind of just took that attitude with him and said, all right, well, we have to start doing shows here too because there's nowhere to have shows in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. really lucky actually that like that show was put on just right around the time that we were like ready to play a show for the first time. Yes. It was like yeah. I don't know what we would have done if that show wasn't on. We didn't know how to get shows. Like, sure. Yeah. Else. Yeah. We probably would have gotten nowhere. Yeah. And yeah. Ended yeah. the band months later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if that show didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Serendipity. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. What about the first time you guys kind of went out on tour? Like, how long did it take after, you know, playing shows for a little bit? Like, um, a while. Because kind of Jake was in high school. Yeah. For, yeah. Oh, sure. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we weren't all done with school until, like, 2015. Like, 2015 was the first year that we were actually all out of school. Yeah, hectic. So that was when we started to sort of be like, well, we could take this seriously now and, like, do real things. So we made an EP and then we did a few shows with Hindsight. It wasn't a proper tour, but we jumped on like part of their tour. So that was sort of our first experience. And then we went on our own tour in like September 2015. We right. set the score. And yeah, that was, like, that was our first sort of real tour experience. And I mean, the shows like probably there was like no one there. But like we made really good friends. We set the score and had like an amazing time. So 
yeah. yeah. Has it been? Has it been? I guess easier for you guys to be able to reach out to other bands within, I guess, your kind of niche and the kind of stuff that you play, and be like, hey, you know, let's do something together, you know. Oh, Benno. Yeah, lots of it um, happens fairly like naturally. To yeah, like organically, like, just make connections. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So someone will be planning a tour. Someone knows that they're planning a tour, and they say to you, "They're planning a tour. They'd like another band like them. Would you like to do it?" Kind of thing. And yeah, that's kind of just the that's way it's always been. With all our early tours. Yeah, we've yeah. just been lucky to be within good company. That the people that we've been set up with have always been like the right people. Yeah, people who've done stuff for us have always been looking out for us, which yeah. is like comforting, I guess. Yeah, and to have it go to that next level as well, and be playing like bigger shows and have any kind of interest like outside of Australia as well. Like, yeah. was that kind of a lot to take in at the first point? Being like. What the fuck is this? You know, it's a bit surreal. And yeah, Cody. Yeah. I remember getting this message from a Cody Demavivas right. saying it was a. It was like end of 2015. Yeah, saying yeah. it was May and a half for for Fearless. And we were all just yeah. kind of like, like what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some dude. So I think, I think it's a spam or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think exactly. I took a screenshot and then like messaged, said, I messaged the band and I was like, I messaged the band and I was like, these are the guys that. Like release pop punk, or I mean, yeah, punk goes pop. pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, this is fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> and then we never heard from him for like another year. Yeah, yeah like he was sort of quiet for a bit, and mm. then all of a sudden they were just like, he's a record deal. Yeah, <laughs> we're interested. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time in between because it was before. It was when we were recording. So it was the end of 2015 that yeah. they first reached out. We were recording Carried Away. Yeah, and, and then they were like, someone's show us, and we're like, we're recording. And now he's like, yeah. So we didn't really hear back until like mid 2016, just around the time we put out Carried Away. Mm. And then we didn't actually announce the signing until April 2017. So it was like a long process. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And yeah, like in that time, obviously, you know, you've gotten to do more of your entering and, you know, play a lot of bigger shows underneath other, you know, bigger artists as well. Like, was there any kind of particular moment doing any of those shows? Like, you know, when you're starting out, like, you just think, oh, if, you know, I'm able to play to, you know, a handful of people, you know, I'll think I've made it or anything. But, but to have something like that happen, like, how do you kind of process that? You know, like, going out on stage, like, in a bigger, like, room bigger than, you know, your fucking house, you know? Like, I've seen, <laughs> yeah. I've seen like, bands, like, get to that point and just be like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> um... They haven't played any like massive, massive things. Yeah, like, Groove and the often. Boo was probably yeah. the biggest yeah. Like, yeah. stage we've played. And yeah, we yeah. were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Very nervous. So and big. All the big shows we play always get leveled out by the terrible shows we play like the next night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord giveth, the Lord giveth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> puts you back in your place real quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you find out the other band you played with the other night can pull a heap of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We always just get out there with the idea of just playing the best show we can and just like putting our all into it. I know personally for me, it's just like about trying to be a better guitarist every time I get out on the stage. Yeah. So like, I think that's it. We just get out and try and do better than we did last time. So it's trying not to take on too much of the pressure mm, of yeah. that like because it can happen 
it does happen yeah, a lot just to get in your own head and be like, oh, like I've got to do this, I've got to do that. But it's like, you don't have to do anything. You have to want to do something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't yeah. see the crowd most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm too, <laughs> I'm too busy trying to hold on to my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just an outlet. So whether it seems like it's a good show or a bad show, I think to myself, Oh, yeah, it's like this is this is the thing that I love doing that breaks up my shitty work life. <laughs> like I'm gonna try and have the most fun I can. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah not instead of being like, oh, there's only a couple yeah. of people here. This is shit. Yeah, it's, you like, it's like fuck it. I'm just gonna have fun. That's what I'm here yeah. for. Perfect. Yeah, I'm real. All right, so we'll wrap it up here. But before we do that, uh, since the fall of my guests, and now it is your turn, folks. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. Easy, worst oh. show, Cessna. Cessna's worst show. Oh, okay. Let's get some backstory on this bad boy. We, we played two shows that day. So okay. We played one Both in, in Cessna? No, we played one in Newcastle. <laughs> right. And then we had to travel over Cessna, which is only like a 40 minute drive. Yeah. Mm. But it was this all. Well, youth like, thing. It, was, it was a youth it's event. Like a youth thing, yeah. yeah. But so we, like a, we got there and we were told the wrong set times. So. When we got there, we were already like half an hour late or something. <laughs> yeah, they told us we were to load in on the run sheet at the time that when we got there, they're like, you're meant to be playing now. And we were like, loading's now. But loading's now, <laughs> according to your run sheet that you've sent us, kind of thing. So we just set up everything. And we start playing, I think we played two or three Play songs. songs. We played two songs, and then, and then they turned the PA up. PA yeah, up and the sound guy plays out. out. <laughs> the sound guy is like a guy we, all, we know now and is... Uh, uh, like friend, we'd consider him a good like acquaintance. At the time, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we were not stoked with him at the time, and he wasn't stoked with us, obviously. Yeah. But, but also the crowd, there was only a handful of people there. Yeah. They were all on their phones, sitting up, right sitting up against the back wall of the room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, getting played out it was interesting. Yeah. Like, I never thought that would happen. They're just like, the music is on now, and we're like, what? Did you guys do that? And he's just like. Yeah, so get off. <laughs> one of our third shows too, like. Oh, that's so like, <laughs> I pack down the drum kit and stuff because for some reason I had to bring my own kit from just our set or something like that. Yeah. So I had to like shamefully take it down to <laughs> oh, no. set. And we're like, fuck that place. We're never going back there. <laughs> we never have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck to your morals. Yeah. 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 Um, and best one sure. for no. me. Now for me, it's the trophy I show we played at the Cambridge. Yeah, that was really cool. Oh, Frankie's mm-hmm. just before Christmas. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. really yeah. Yeah. That was like big Christmas was awesome. Because yeah. it was like our show and yeah. yeah. People had the choice. It was like the 23rd of December. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, and people definitely had the choice. And there was another show on down the road, so we yeah. thought no one was going to be there, but then... Uh, no, one was, no one was there. Yeah. And then we just opened the curtains and then like the room was full. I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were given really good support by some friends in Sydney and stuff. It was one of those first times we were like, wow, like people turned out just like to see us and we're so grateful mm. that people made that effort. And it like, yeah, it was... And we got free pizza. And we got free pizza. <laughs> you can't beat that. No. no. <laughs> Every story can be made yeah. better with free pizza. Yeah. Yeah. There was free pizza. There was no liar. Top tier. Eat your heart out. You have a new EP. What's it called? Mind Mind Games. Mind Games. Mind Games. (laughs) 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 A bit of reverb. (laughs) Where can we get it? You can get it 
on all the usual digital outlets, Spotify, Apple Music, mm -hmm. all those places, and it's also available at our shows physically and through our Merch Now store. Wonderful. Iyahara, thank you very, very much for your time. Very thank much you. appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Au revoir. Au revoir. I'm David James Young and all my friends are in bar.